T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's a happy Halloween home and home radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by zip recruiter, the smartest way to hire check out zip recruiter for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter zip recruiter is the smartest way to hire stay in the fight. They did from the first second of the season to its very last pitch. Congratulations to the Washington nationals and the DC fans who partied hard last night. Nats first World Series championship in franchise history. Got it covered for you. What we do here at home and home, we get a national story from the local perspective. So the fellas from 1067 in DC will join us this morning with reaction. Also, Nick Costos from You Better You Bet joining us throughout the eight o'clock hour. And you don't want to miss Julia Rose. Who is that? Well, you probably know two features from Julia Rose, but you probably don't know the name nor the face. She's the gal from Shag Mag that flashed Garrett Cole in Game 5 of the World Series. Pretty famous boobs will join us in the 10 o'clock hour. Can't wait to get that story and what they are up to next. If you were wondering what the costume is, if you are watching on Radio.com, I am real American hero Jeff Adams, Bud Light legendary Nationals fan, Game 5 World Series, saw a home run coming right at him, double-fisted with tall boys, and took it all in the chest, didn't spill his sip, didn't set down his beers, recovered the ball. He is my hero. Also with us this morning... Demigod, Maui, you know him from Moana. He's a legend. You're welcome. Happy Halloween, Maui. Happy Halloween, uh, legend Jeffrey Adams. I got to tell you that, uh, I mean, it's not quite up to my standards of <laughs> what I do. I mean, I can I can shapeshift, bro. I mean, I can... I can do whatever I want. I, I could be a beer can. I could be a baseball if I wanted to be. Okay. So you're welcome for that. I will say this. Um, that is a very clever costume, but until you, unless you hold up the Bud Lights in both hands like this so that we can see the Bud Lights, it doesn't even look like you're wearing a costume. And uh. it's like, it's hard to see the baseball. Yeah, you kind of got to be like that the whole show for people to really get the costume. People need to see my whole... Yeah, there you go. People need to see my whole deal, too. I got tattoos everywhere. I'm buff. I've got the uh, shark tooth necklace. I've got the hair, which is actually really annoying, I've realized. Also, I don't think many demigods have beards, I'm, I'm coming to realize as well. That's sort of a factor here. Uh, but I will say this, Dave. How yeah. did you get the baseball stuck to your shirt? Well, I actually uh, have a little safety uh, pin. I've been trying to do that all morning. Now, earlier this morning at the other job, at that 
news network. I took a couple of baseballs off my chest from a floor director who kept throwing them at me. Uh, didn't hurt, but I would imagine a home run ball would have hurt. I, I, I'm just curious. You asked about my accessory. Where's your hook? You Maui is nothing without his hook. For those of you that love Moana like I do, you are nothing without that hook. Where is it? It's a good question. Uh, and the answer is my youngest daughter kept playing with it. So to make it so that it would stop making noises, I hid it underneath my bed and forgot to get it this morning. So I could go like this. I could have had my hook and that would have completed it. You're right. Maybe during a commercial, I can go over to the house and I can get my, uh, my hook. My question though, is I still don't, I see the safety pin. It's still a baseball. How is it going through the baseball? How is it oh, staying you on your shirt? Well, you can penetrate the baseball with the safety pin. You just got to put a little muscle into it, baby. You can penetrate the baseball, not the core, but the outer edge of the baseball is not actually that hard. You didn't play baseball, oh. right? Yeah, you can right. penetrate those bad boys. Okay, All right, so let's bring, right, in, uh, let's bring in our friend Nick Costos, who's with us. And apparently it was trick for Costos because he's got no costume. Happy Halloween, douchebag. Where's your costume? Uh -oh. Yeah, well, yeah, um, my costume is douchebag, um, and the great thing is that I, I wear it 365 days a year, so I don't have to dress up. I got a couple things. Number one, um, you said Julia Rose from Shag Mag. This is a true story. So I'm a big fan of the MTV reality dating show, Are You the One? I've watched it since season one. She was on that show, I think, like season two or season three. So I've known Julia Rose. I don't, I don't know her personally, but like I've known of her. I followed her on Instagram for like five years at this point. So like she like has been like, in the in like my consciousness at least for like five years now because she was great on this reality dating show back on MTV back in the day and also call who's this the this fucking Bud Light guy Jeff Adams American hero uh, guy sounds like an uh, asshole to me like great great he held on to the Bud Light what's in that fucking what's in those cans of Bud Light buddy gold that he fucking held on to them for a seven dollar beer he took a fucking baseball off the sternum fuck that guy I would have fucking thrown the beers down and and and, and caught the baseball or stopped the baseball from hitting me. Dave, we're talking about fucking Bud Light. What do you think this is? Like a, some expensive liquid here? The guy's a jerk. He's an idiot. And we're promoting him? You're dressed up like him? Your costume is idiot. I'm douchebag, but you're idiot. How about that? You are both un-American. There is not much more American than a tall boy of Bud Light. And what would you have done? You, you would have set down the beers like some pussy and just yes. tried to yes. get out of the way of the baseball. Yes. That says yeah, everything absolutely. about you, yeah. Costa. Great. That and, says and I'm everything that. about you. Who wants to get hit by a fucking fire, flying projectile, a flying object? Who wants that? A, a fucking $7 a beer. Guy. I don't give a shit about the fucking beer. Go buy another beer. What was the guy, poor? Is that like, he's poor and like he can't afford to lose like the one beer? Fuck the beer, yeah. man. Like, fuck that guy. I, you know what? I hate that guy. Is he a Nationals fan or an Astros fan? I hope he's an Astros fan. I hope he's fucking miserable today. Do, do he's you not a national see the shirt, fan. smart guy. He's a uh, national well, I won money fan. On, I won money on the net, so God bless them. And God bless you. I will Adams, say I this, guess. though. I, I will say, Nick, you and I are sharing a brain on this. Of course. I mean, it's American hero. It's, ba it's basically water with a little bit of alcohol in it. I mean, if you really wanted to be a hero, he would have chugged the one while the ball's in the air and then barehanded it. You don't take it off the chest to save the Bud Light. What, first of what all, an asshole, right? First Look of all, buying guy. Bud Light, you're automatically not a hero. Secondly, double fisting Bud Light, you're now in loser category. Thirdly, 
to take a, a home run ball off the chest like That's that. That's the worst part. Yeah. I mean, and I hope he's enjoying that awesome bruise he has right on his ribs there. I'm totally with you, Nick. I hope it was My painful. only disappointment with you, Nick, is this is actually the least New York douchebag you've ever looked on our show. <laughs> How could the one day, like, like your costume today isn't even New York douchebag. Your costume today is like somewhat normal 30-something. Yeah. Um, I didn't God. even realize it was Halloween. I'm just like, I don't even like Halloween doesn't like does nothing for me. I'm just being wait, real. Wait, wait, it wait. really doesn't. What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? Uh, I, I have I have a show, Ross, called You Better You Bet that airs uh, from 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Radio.com Sports, which I will be doing tonight. What do you think? I fucking going trick or treating on Thursday night? I got a fucking show to do, guy. What are you doing after the show? <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I got I got shit to do, man. Fucking Halloween. I'm 36 years old, man. Fuck this shit. You know when the last time Halloween was cool for me? Halloween, back when Facebook was cool, before Facebook became like basically just like stealing all your data and sending it to Russia and China, when Facebook was cool back in the day, the day after Halloween on Facebook was a national holiday because it was when all the girls from like college and like post-college would put all their Halloween pictures up the next day. And we got to see them all in like the sexy cop, slutty nurse, etc. That's when Halloween was cool. Halloween's ceased being cool since then. Instagram obviously has that, but like, I'm old at this point. I don't fucking care. I'm not going trick-or-treating. I'm not into it. Don't care. Does nothing for me. God, man, that is just disappointing. Let, just last word on Jeff Adams, okay? I understand no, you sucks. guys don't like Bud Light, which I clearly do. It's not about Bud Light. This is, a, this is a Little League catcher that had the wherewithal to think, what do I, how do I do this? I, I lean in like a catcher. I block the pitch down low, gets the ball, doesn't spill a beer, tougher than either of you, tougher than any of us. And you know what? Bud Light's fantastic, Tucker. It's delicious. And a tall boy is going to get me through two and a half hours of home and home. So who wins now, buddy? I don't mind Bud Light. I don't mind Bud Light. I think Bud Light's okay. It's more just the guy's an asshole. Also, he's not wearing protective gear, so he leaned into it with his fucking sternum, so he's an asshole. There you go. Right. Uh, I, I do mind Bud Light, and I do mind my co-host every day here on Home and Home saying he needs two tall boys to get through the show. Fridays, he has like seven margaritas during the show. I mean, Bloody Marys! We now are, we are 40% of the days you need to drink to be on the air two and a half hours with me. And yeah, you, 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 you poor hours? sons of bitches, two and a half hours. You poor sons of bitches. Try coming on my show and doing four every day. You'd fucking need a fucking keg, Dave Briggs, to fucking get through that, the four hours, I guess, right? Dude, I'd have to smoke pot just to sit next to you for an hour. I don't know how I'm going to get cool, through man, this. Cool, man, come over. We can, we, can, we, we can arrange that, Dave. Come on, come over. We can Maybe we can arrange that. I'm going to need to smoke something to survive this hour with you, bro. I don't know how anyone does four hours. But let's get to that World Series and stay in the fight, which is what the Nationals have done from the beginning of this season. But you got to go back before that to understand this team. Three heartbreaking winner-take-all losses in the playoffs. Then Bryce Harper leaves via free agency, goes to Philly. Then they start this season 19-31. and 31. You've heard that number. They were left for dead. Thought about firing the manager and trading Max Serger, but they bared down. They got through it. They got into the wild card. They trailed in the eighth inning of the wild card game, and yet this team just keeps on going. They dropped three home games in this World Series, forcing an epic game seven. They get Max Scherzer back after a cortisone shot on the neck, and again they trail. They trail 2 nothing. 
and it felt like Houston finally had this thing put away. And then came the seventh inning. Free agent to be Anthony Rendon, who's about to make 300 million bucks, and arguably the least likely World Series hero in postseason history. 36-year-old Howie Kendrick changed everything, gave the Nats the lead for good. Let's listen to how it went down. 106.7, the fan in D.C. So we had a long drive to left, way back, forget about it. It is going, going, and long gone into the Crawford boxes, and the Nationals are on the board. Slow curveball outside, ball four, and Soto will flip his bat toward the on-deck circle and head down to first with a walk. Swing a line drive, slice down the right field line toward the corner. Springer back, looking up, and this one is gone. It hits the foul pole, and the Nationals lead. Howie Kendrick has done it again. Do you believe it, Howie Kendrick? As Howie Kendrick has provided his signature moment in the World Series. As the Nationals are a strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. As Hudson tries to close it out. It'll be another 3-2 pitch to Michael Brantley. Hudson sets. The kick in. Here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. Remember where you are. So you remember where you are right now at 11.50 Eastern Time. Remember where you are on October 30th, 2019, when the Washington Nationals finished the fight from the depths of a forgettable 19-31 start. They have climbed to the top of baseball's highest peak, giving us all a finish to a season we will remember for the rest of our lives. Remember where you are to remember where you are. Does that guy think he's Charles Dickens? What the fuck was that? Jesus, let's fucking like, holy shit. Like, when did he write that in July? God almighty, remember, he said, remember where you are. Like, fuck, that was the most fucking preposterous fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, the team wins the World Series, you fucking had to do a fucking soliloquy. Holy shit. Who is he, fucking Tolstoy? That was war and peace. The Nationals hey. won the World Series, remember who you are, where you are. What the fuck I gotta is that? I got to be honest with you guys. I don't know why. But I've heard that guy call Curly W like seven times now on this show, maybe ten. Every time he says Curly W, for some reason, I think of pubic hair. I don't know why. But every Trotus. time he says, put another Curly W in the books, I think <laughs> of a pubic hair. Like, I don't know. I think Curly W is not the right thing to say. I get it. They're the Washington Nationals. Dave, show your hat. Show your shirt. I get they have a curly W, but the way he says curly W, it just makes me think of pubic hair. I, I don't know what to say. I'm I don't either. I just want to move on from that. I, I didn't. I, it wasn't probably the way it was intended to come out, though. You would have thought you wrote that at least a week ago, if not the night before. But it was a, it was a passionate call on 106.7. Let's get some post sound. How about Dave Martinez' victory speech and Mr. National, the first guy drafted by the Nats ever still with this club, Ryan Zimmerman. Here's Bull. This right here, and you guys, cured my heart. All right? I'm good. So tonight, tonight, I will celebrate with my boys 
because we are the world champions. Oh, unbelievable, you know, world champion. No one can ever take it away from me. So happy, so proud of this group of guys, everything we've gone through this year. To win this game tonight like we won it, kind of fitting for our season, but uh, unbelievable group of guys. Same story over and over again, it seemed like all year long. Uh, you know, we had a choice. We could either quit or we could fight, and uh, we chose to fight. You know, this is an unbelievable feeling, man. It's, uh, it's even better than I ever thought it would be. Ryan Zimmerman there, Mr. Nationals. If you're watching us on Radio.com, uh, you'll see a picture of the lightsaber, which has been with this team throughout the postseason run. But draw your attention to the middle of the screen. That tells you I like this team. That is Clase Azul Tequila, one of my personal favorites. Bravo. I mean, that is an excellent top-shelf bottle of tequila in the clubhouse. That I can get behind. But this team is all about two things, adversity and personality. The chemistry they have is a beautiful thing. They are wacky. They are goofy. They are silly a lot. The way that the 2004 Red Sox were, that the 2010 through 14 Giants were, and that allows them to get through this adversity. And that, to me, is one of the greatest things in sports, Ross, is teams that come together through adversity and have that kind of personality. And Juan Soto getting his first beer with his teammates pouring all over him after turning 21 just a few days ago. What's your final take on this team? Uh, love it. You know I was rooting for the Nationals for a lot of different reasons, mainly that Brandon Taubman clown show. Um, I wanted the Astros to lose because of their handling of everything that guy did. And it's crazy how many times in this series – the team that had the lead early, 2-1 or 1-0, whatever, they ended up blowing it late. Very few of the series ended up actually being like one-run, two-run games. They all ended up kind of being blowouts in the end, but it usually was a, a come-from-behind blowout, if you will. I got to be honest with you, I have a little bit of mixed emotions, just in the sense that I'm a Phillies fan, and we got supposedly the Nationals' best player and paid $330 million for him, and then they won the World Series. We didn't even make the playoffs. I'm not quite sure how to take that one or what that means. It doesn't, it doesn't make me feel real good, but I'm happy for Zimmerman. I'm happy for Scherzer. I love Scherzer. Scherzer looks to me like a Pennsylvania high school wrestler. That's what that guy looks like to me. Like, that's what every wrestler in the state of Pennsylvania where wrestling is a really big deal, that's what they look like. Just like an absolute bulldog. I half expect him to have cauliflower ear. I love that dude. I'm glad the Nats won. You know my philosophy. I want as many professional athletes, really any level, to experience success and championships and all that as possible. I don't need a bunch of those Astros dudes to win it yet again when they just won it two years ago. So I'm glad the Nats won. The only thing that's a little bit bogus about it is like there are Cleveland Indian fans have never seen their team win a World Series. And like the Marlins have won World Series. Now the Nats, how long have they been around? Like 15 years? They're winning a World Series? Like, oh, I've been a Nats fan since 2005? And most people, <laughs> not even 2005. Like, 
you know, I, I don't know. That that bothers me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But oh, overall, I'd rather have the Nats than the Astros for the reason I've already laid out. So Steven Strasburg is the series MVP. He was unbelievable. 5-0 and in the postseason. Just brilliant. And politics came into this series early on. If you remember game five, Donald Trump attended. He was booed like crazy. And they chanted, lock him up. Well, there's always a tweet for that with Donald Trump, the president of the United States. And this tweet is a beauty from my good man, Jordan Cohn, found it. October 2012, when Strasburg leaves the Nationals for another team for more money, will Washington still like the decision to shut him down for his good? Yes, they will, Donald Trump. They're awfully happy they shut down Strasburg uh, because it may not have been the reason that he's become this great, but it certainly did not hurt his development. Nick Costos, what do you say to Mattress Mac, who bet $13 million on the Astros to win the World Series. This is right up your wheelhouse. Yeah, I think he's kind of a clown. Um, actually, I kind of respect Mattress Mac a little bit. I hated him like a couple weeks ago. I think I like him now because he was just so like YOLO and Cavalier about it. Like it basically turned into I'm really rich and I don't even care if I lose the money because this has all been great promotion for me. So I, I kind of like I listen, I, I root against the Astros. I hate them. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm happy the Nationals won, although it's reached the point now where like it was cute when DC Sports won a couple years ago, like when the Capitals won. But that was sweet. Like, D.C. never wins. So, like, that was fun. And, like, I had the Capitals that whole playoff run. That was cool. And now the Nationals won. And I guess that's cool, too, because I had the Nationals the whole way through. Like, we smashed on You Better, You Bet. We smashed the MLB postseason. We killed it. I hit all seven of these games correctly in the in the World Series. So, so we nailed this. Um, I think it's reached the point now where I don't want the Nationals or D.C. sports fans to ever be happy again. I'd like for them to go back to being miserable. Two titles in, in two years, enough now. Now you can go back to being miserable like the rest of us. Uh, Metro's back, yeah. I mean, kind of happy he lost his, his bets, but... I mean, he's also the most famous mattress guy in the world now. So I, I think he kind of played everyone like a fiddle. So I guess I kind of respect him. And also what I took away from all of this is, you know, Dave's drinking Bud Light on the air. Dave immediately knew what that bottle of tequila was. I had no idea what it was. Dave Briggs, are you an alcoholic? Mm. Actually, I usually keep my drinking. Uh, today, a notable exception. I usually don't drink a sip until Friday. The other job just is absolutely devastating, getting up at 1.30 with any type of a hangover. But I do drink pretty heavily Friday night, <laughs> Saturday night, and usually a Bloody Mary what's, again what's on heavily? Sunday. What's heavily? Like, are you, like, fucking hammered, like, on Friday and Saturday? Like, what happens? He heavily to well, me means, like, you're, you're trashed. Uh, I would say Saturday night it gets ugly, bro. I mean, Friday night I usually have a couple and pass out with my 7-year-old when I read her a book. And I'll, and then Saturday night, I'm a freaking college kid, dude. It's ridiculous. It's like it's like letting out a caged animal on Saturday night. I'm just like, woo! You know, I'm flip cup. I'm, you want to do shots? You know, awesome. martinis. Yeah, it's it's not a good example. You know, I might have a problem. I might have a problem. Uh, but you, <laughs> I gotta go. Hold a second. Hold a second. Yeah. Can we mm -hmm. just mattress Mac? That's a lot of money, dude. And I know, well, and I know he was hedging because he had the refund and blah blah blah. I don't give a shit. That's a lot of money, and I don't care how much uh, earned media he got from it or how much promotion he got from it. Look, you buy a freaking mattress if you need a mattress, and maybe people in Houston will now buy it from Mattress Mac because they'll remember his name. But that takes a while. For him to make up 13 million dollars that's a lot that's a lot of freaking beds right there 
And that guy was kind of hilarious when he came on the show. Was that yesterday or two days ago? At any rate, uh, I'm kind of glad he lost too. I think it's funny. I, I, I get more joy out of watching people lose money than I do out of winning. So I'm kind of happy <laughs> that he lost. Unless I know you and you're a friend and I might somehow benefit from that big bet, I'd rather see you lose. It makes me feel better about myself deep inside. So how about that, yeah. Mattress Mac? Up. Earned media. <laughs> I get earned media every day, bitch. I don't need to bet $13 million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude's dude's flying around on a private jet. I don't think he's all that worried. And I think it was, I mean, I think it was about an even play here by, by all said and done, but yeah, but no one wants to lose 10 plus million dollars. How's it an even play? Tell me that. Well, from what I understand, had the Astros won the world series, he was going to have to refund somewhere in the neighborhood of that bet around $15 million in furniture that he would have had to refund if the Astros, in fact, won the series. So, uh, okay, and, and okay, I'm sure... Let's, let's yeah. flush that out, Dave. So that's right. a net loss, let's say, for him of $2 million, but he gets all kinds of more promotion and publicity when they have the right. refund night in December and everybody comes. He gets them back into his office, back into his warehouse, whatever. He sells more matches. And he only loses $2 million. In this scenario, he loses $13 million, and he doesn't get shit after this. Nothing. He, I mean, he doesn't, we're talking he about doesn't now. have Let's to refund. About him. Let's talk about um, Mattress Let's Jimmy. Talk about, well, then, then I do want to talk about this. I do want to talk about Garrett Cole, because I kept sitting there in this game wondering, you got the best pitcher in baseball who's leaving your organization. He's going to go get $300 plus million from the Dodgers or the Angels or the Yankees. Phillies. Put you said his Phillies ass. wrong. You said Phillies no. wrong. He will not even consider Philly. Uh, so he he's doesn't even get in the game. I, I think he's going to the Angels, but he doesn't even get in the game. And here's A.J. Hinch trying to explain what exactly he was waiting for. Wait for it. AJ, we saw Garrett AJ. up and tossing a couple times in the bullpen. Was he available tonight? Obviously. Yeah, I mean, he's not throwing a bullpen. Uh, I guess what made you go with the guys you went with as opposed to him? I wasn't going to pitch him unless we, we were going to win the World Series and have a lead. I mean, to, he was going to help us win. I didn't want him. He, he was um, available, and, and I felt it was a, a game that he was going to come in um, had we tied it or taken the lead. He was going to close the game in the ninth after I brought Osuna in had we kept the lead. What a fucking idiot. I agree. That's a, fire, that, that's a fireable fucking comment right there. That is a the dumbest fucking thing I think I've ever heard a manager in baseball say is that dumbass fucking comment from A.J. Hinch just now. Holy shit. Why, I, I haven't even heard that. You had a fucking Garrett Cole. Like, he's the best fucking pitcher in baseball. You could have brought him in in a high leverage spot when you still had the lead to win. He was saving Garrett Cole for, like, this magical fucking Hollywood ending, like, in the bottom of the ninth or, like, the top of the ninth when you could bring him in with a one-run lead. Are you fucking insane? You had the best pitcher in baseball following up Zach Greinke in this game, potentially. But you shouldn't have even pulled fucking Zach Greinke for the game. That was fucking stupid. But if you take Greinke out, you have Garrett Cole come in. Like, Garrett Cole signing elsewhere. Garrett Cole said after the game to like an Astros PR guy, like in front of the media and the media heard it. I'm not a team employee anymore. Do I still have to get up there and talk? He is signing elsewhere. 100%. It's the literal last game of the season. What was AJ Hinch saving him for? Fucking opening day with the Angels? Like great job by AJ Hinch. Like the Angels should send him a fucking fruit basket for that. Ridiculous. Like, saving him for the ninth inning for an opportunity that may or may not ever happen is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I would, I'm serious, 
AJ Hinch in 2017 had a wonderful postseason, like pushed all the right buttons on the road to a World Series championship, brought his starters in to close games out before that became in vogue. Like he killed it in 2017. But what he did last night was managerial malpractice. It was the worst game seven managerial performance since Grady Little fucked it up in 2003. Red Sox and the Yankees leaving Pedro Martinez in too long. This was an absolute clown show by AJ Hinch last night. He lost the Astros the World Series last night. Pathetic. Leave Garrett Cole out there. You don't even bring Garrett Cole into the game. What are you fucking kidding? Idiot. Deserve to fucking lose. Horrible. So you think they should have gone right from Granky to Garrett Cole? Of course. Like he's the best pitcher in base. Like, okay, so here's the situation, right? You're up by one run in the seventh inning of game seven of the World Series. And you can either bring in Will Harris, who's been fine for the balance of the postseason, but had recently had been struggling, or you bring in the best pitcher in baseball in game seven of the World Series in the seventh inning in a high leverage spot. What would you do? He didn't even, Derek Gold didn't even pitch in the game. Are you in game seven? He's leaving. I would have left him out there until his arm fell off. He's not re-signing with us. How do you not fire that bullet? Like, that bullet's left in your gun afterwards? Like, he has to wake up tomorrow and, and look in the mirror and face the realization that his team lost the World Series and then they left their best pitcher in the bullpen? It's fucking ridiculous. He royally fucked it up last night. Royally. And then he's got to get up there and explain, I was waiting for us to have the lead? What are you, insane? I, I mean, for an opportunity that may never get there? Ridiculous. He should be fired for it. they had the lead. It was 2-1. They had the lead. Here's the I'd thing. I'd fire him. Here's the thing, here's the thing about, about Garrett Cole I think is funny. I tend to agree with you, Costos, but what do we think about Garrett Cole saying, yeah, do I have to do this? I'm not really a member of the team anymore. Like right after the last game, I can't decide if I think he's a douchebag like Costos or if I think that that's hilarious and I love him. Like douchebag. I, I'm not – I'm not really an employee of the same order after that you do that. He was probably pissed he didn't get to come in and pitch game seven and like add to his legacy. I'd be pissed too. Fuck this fucking stupid ass team that didn't bring me and I'm the best. I'm going to win the Cy Young. I'm the best pitcher in baseball. And you brought these, it's like clown car of one slapdick reliever after the next just fucking taking the national taking batting practice off them. And Garrett Cole sitting there with his fucking hand on his dick. When am I coming into the game? I wouldn't want to talk either. Fucking, I'd be on a private, I'd be on Mattress Max private plane for Los Angeles to sign a deal with the Angels. Get the fuck out. How the fuck do you not bring him into the game? I won money. I had the Nationals. God bless. But I mean, really? Like, you're going to go down with, with Roberto Osuna and Will Harris when you've got Garrett Cole in the bullpen? Get the fuck out of here. The, pathetic. So, so, okay. Dave, you got to answer that. Before we get to a break, I want you to know, what do you think about Garrett Cole not saying that after the game? I don't understand the the comment from him. I'm not an employee of the team, I guess, as a representative of myself. It sounds like he's pissed about something. I don't think he was pissed about not coming in the game because if he wanted to start this game, he's starting this game. If no, he goes to A.J. Not, Hinch, two days absolutely, exactly. absolutely. If this guy no, wanted to start no, this game, no he goes to A.J. Days. Hinch and he is starting this game. If he wanted no in that game, he goes to A.J. Hinch and says, Put me in the game. A.J. Hinch didn't want to put him in the middle of an inning. And Garrett Cole should have made clear to his manager, A.J. Hinch, that I don't care about starters' rules. I'm ready to come in in the middle of an inning. They didn't want to put him in after the home run to Rendon. Garrett Cole's fault. It's not A.J. Hinch's fault. 
I, I'm just I'm saying it's a bad call to not put him in, but I'm I'm not I'm suggesting Garrett Cole did not go to AJ Hinch and say, get me in the game as soon as you see the first sign of trouble. If you're the best pitcher in baseball, that's what you do. That's what Kurt Schilling would have done. That's what, well, I don't want to say Clayton Kershaw because he's been a dumpster fire in the postseason as well. But I don't understand the comment. It made him sound bitter for a guy who's choosing to leave town and choosing to go get the best contract in baseball, not from Houston. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why the reporters didn't follow up, but it was just a strange night. But ultimately, why, hey. Why do, you, why yeah. do you guys think he's signing with the Angels, Costos? It's from SoCal. He's from Southern he's like California. SoCal why yeah, not he's a Yankee Dodgers? fan. Um, I feel like he has said that he wants to like, like he's intimated that he like wants to play for the Angels in some way, shape, or form. And Artie Moreno, the Angels owner, now that they signed Joe Madden and they open up the checkbook for him, he has said that they're gonna that they're gonna open up the checkbook. So like, I don't think there's any doubt they're gonna make a huge offer for Cole. He may sign elsewhere, but they're going after him hard. They'll blow him away with money. They'll blow away the Dodgers because. To, to Costa's point, they've got Moreno. Now that you got Joe Madden and you have the best player in the history of baseball, you better surround him with a good pitcher and start building towards the postseason. Or else, why'd you give Mike Trout all that money? You know what? Yeah, I think Garrett Cole will be in Anaheim. He will be hired. And they didn't even have to use ZipRecruiter. But you should because ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds... People like you, the best. People like Garrett Cole, people like me, people like Briggs, people not really like Costos. It's technology <laughs> identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. You can post any job on ZipRecruiter. You will be so impressed by how quickly great candidates apply. Plus, they've got that candidate rating feature so you can focus on the most relevant ones. That's how you'll be able to hire and fill the position for your business. With the results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com. Slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You know, I was just thinking, I got the perfect costume for Nick Costos tonight. It's something he might be able to put together last minute. We're talking about Baker Mayfield after a quick break, and he finally learned how to escape pressure. Run away, Baker. Run away. The latest from the Browns after a break. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield hasn't figured out pressure all season. It has forced him to panic. It has forced him to throw interceptions and make terrible decisions. And yesterday, he finally found a way to avoid the pressure. Run away from reporters, Baker. Run away. This is what happened yesterday in the Cleveland Browns locker room when taking some questions Baker didn't like from Tony Grossi. Listen. No, 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 stop saying but. I just told you the clock was running and we had a penalty. Do you want to give them the ball back? No, you don't play. You don't know it. That's just plain and simple. Were you happy with that draw? Was I happy with the draw? No, we didn't score points. It's the dumbest question you could ask. What? Jesus. And so Baker just straight 
walked away from reporters after being asked about a lack of urgency uh, last week against the Patriots on that key drive. He then went to Twitter later on in the day. Everybody wants to hear the truth until they actually get it. I am who I am and always have been. Don't call it emotional when it's convenient and then passion when it fits. I care about winning. So, yeah, I'm frustrated. If I was to act like it's okay to lose, then y'all would say I've forgotten. I've gotten complacent. My sense of urgency is at an all-time high. If I offend anybody along the way, that's too bad. Look, I don't mind Baker Mayfield's mouth. That's not what's getting him in trouble. The way he plays flat out sucks. He's been garbage. What I do mind is 20 starts, an 8-12 and 12 record, 26 interceptions to go with four fumbles. That's 30 turnovers in 20 starts. I don't mind the mouth, Ross, but good God, get something right right now. The way we cover this guy, you would think he has won two or three Super Bowls. At what point do we stop talking about him altogether? Uh, probably never as long as he continues to act immature and show a lack of both professionalism and poise with the media. Look, I know Browns fans love him. I get it. I probably would if I was a Browns fan as well. There's a reason, though, why none of the top 10 quarterbacks, and Baker Mayfield's not even close to one of them, act this way. It's just not befitting the leader of an organization, the CEO, if you will, of a billion-dollar professional franchise. And I think the way he carried himself in the interview is indicative of how he carries himself on the field, quite frankly. He leaves the pocket way too early. He leaves the pocket before it's time to leave the pocket, just like he left that interview before it was time. Tell you what I saw right there, Dave. I saw a guy that is easily rattled. I saw a guy that can't handle the losing. This is when you really find out about NFL quarterbacks. When things aren't going well, when you're on a losing streak, you go up there and you face the music. He can't take it. This isn't Oklahoma anymore. They don't have Iowa State on the schedule. They don't have a, a game coming up against Texas Tech, and they're going to win almost all of them. He can't handle it. He can't control his emotions. It's a really bad look. It's unprofessional. But the biggest thing is, it's predictable. Said before the year when I saw the Browns schedule, they're going to get off to a slow start. And with all those personalities in the locker room, it could be combustible. And here we are. Costo, what do you make of that evasion there? Finally evading the pressure. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, um, I, I like, by the way, how like, and Dave, you are far from the only person to do this, but like everyone's doing this now, like Baker sucks. How about the fact that fucking Baker's played for arguably the two worst coaches in like the history of the National Football League? Like the Browns somehow managed to hire the only coach that's worse than Hugh Jackson. Like he had Hugh Jackson last year and now he has Freddie Kitchens, who's an absolute idiot. And I think maybe the worst coach I've ever, I may, I may take Hugh Jackson over Freddie Kitchens, what I've seen from Freddie Kitchens this year. He has absolutely no offensive line in front of him. Like he's a quarterback that's not like, not even halfway through his second year in the NFL. And he's coming off a rookie year where he set the record for most touchdown passes as a rookie. Baker Mayfield's awesome, okay? Baker Mayfield won a Heisman Trophy in Oklahoma. Like, Baker Mayfield did not all of a sudden, like, walk onto the football field and start to suck. 
Baker Mayfield's offensive line is terrible. His head coach is an absolute buffoon, and his general manager did him no favors by giving him a Swiss cheese offensive line where he's under pressure every week, yeah. And, like, maybe you can make a case, like, yeah, maybe he should have stood there and faced the music a little bit. But the team absolutely sucks. Now, he's not playing great. And I'm not trying to gear to cape up for Baker Mayfield's play on Sunday. But there are other factors that lead into it. It's not all Baker Mayfield's fault. His coach sucks, and his offensive line sucks, and his general manager sucks. So I think those are three things that absolutely need to be said in defense of Baker Mayfield. And I'll also throw this out there in defense of Baker Mayfield. That tweet that you read, he's 100% right. You know, everyone wants to love Baker Mayfield, right, when he's grabbing his crotch against Kansas or when he's planting the flag on the field against Ohio State. Wow, isn't that cool? Look at Baker Mayfield. He's so much fun. But now when he pulls this shit in the NFL, now all of a sudden it's not acceptable because they're not winning. What would people say about Baker Mayfield, by the way, if the Browns record were flipped or if they were in first place in the AFC North and he walked away? Oh, we love Baker's passion. People aren't consistent. That's Baker's problem. That's my problem. I respect Baker Mayfield because Baker's real and Baker keeps it 100. We got a lot of fake-ass fucking people in in this world, both on the media side, outside of the media, and professional athletes that get up there and show you someone that they're not. Baker Mayfield shows you who he is. Whether you like it or not, you got to respect it. I respect Baker Mayfield, and I don't respect the Browns coaching staff. And I think that they're to blame for this disaster, not Baker fucking Mayfield. You want to walk away from a dumbass question like that? I don't blame him. It was a stupid fucking question. How do you feel about the driver? You didn't score points. How the fuck do you think I felt about it, idiot? I would have felt the same way. It was a stupid question. It was a stupid line of questioning. And don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I've never minded the planting of the flag, the swagger, the brash, cocky attitude, the sound bites. Freak, I love that stuff. I love it from OBJ. I love it from Baker. I love it from any player in the NFL who gives us something to talk about who doesn't spin cliches. I love it. I just hate the way this guy's playing ball. And don't give me this shit that it's all the GM and the coach and the line's fault. Yes, it's not a great line. Yes, it's not a great coach. It's. I think John Dorsey actually is a decent general manager, save for that trade uh, regarding the offensive line. Um, yeah, but the look, offensive line terrible. Sucks. Yeah, the offensive line is brutal. Um, let me ask you this, and let's put it in your wheelhouse here. How are the Cleveland Browns only a three-point favorite in Denver against a quarterback who has never taken an NFL snap, a team that is circling the drain, that can't do anything right? Uh, you Do you like that spread? Uh, I do. I actually bet it on Monday before it came off the board when they were plus one and a half. I put like a good amount of money on it, like more than I usually bet on a game. And then I got pulled off and get reposted. So I I got like three and a half, four points of line value because I got a plus one and a half. Now they're minus three. But I will throw this out there to you guys. I kind of agree. But here's the problem, right? Like if the Browns do what the Browns should do on Sunday, they should win the game 17-3. They should go out there and run the ball 50 times and Baker should throw the ball eight to 12 times. They should play field position. They should play defense and they will win the game 17 to three and walk out of there. So like, that's kind of how I feel about it. But then we can't expect Freddie Kitchens to do the right thing. Um, and we have had a couple people on our show this week, including Dave Sharapin, who is an odds maker for CG Technology out in Vegas, came on Monday's show and called the Browns the trick of the week this week, that it's too obvious a bet, and that we're not even sure Brandon Allen's a downgrade over Joe Flacco. Like the line moved all these points, like Flacco's terrible. Like, so it's like, is it even a downgrade? We don't know. Look, I'm with you here. I like the Browns, especially the number that I got it at. But I do need to kind of give the other side of it here that we have had a good number of people on our show this week that have come on and have said that the Browns are fool's gold this week and that the Broncos, the value is actually with the Denver Broncos as a home underdog at this point. And Ross Tucker. I just realized. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Well, I had teased this when we went to a break that I had come up with the perfect costume for Nick Costos, and it wouldn't take much. I mean, you really 
you really could just wear like a, a cool jacket, a cool black jacket, and get oh, a I, headband I, unless you could find oh, a like Browns it. jersey. I have Ross. a headband. You want me to go put it on right now? I got a you, headband like Baker. You wears. look, you look a lot like Baker Mayfield. Now I Turn know why right. you like him. Look the other way, Nick. Look towards the no, microphone. No, I know. No, no, no. I, Turn, I'm like, I, I've, you're not. I've heard this from a lot of different people, by the way. So like, this is not the first Turn. time I've heard that. You look a lot like Baker Mayfield, man. Hey, handsome hey, guy. You know what? Isn't it weird? Evidently, all short punks that lack poise and professionalism <laughs> look the same. I'll tell so you what, though, I make I, I make him look like Sean Bradley. He's six foot. I ain't sniffing six feet. So I mean, he got he got like five or six inches on me, and he's a short motherfucker. Absolutely. Uh, do I, I got the I got the headband? You want me to put it on? I got I got I got a headband just like yes. Baker's got. I'll put it on. But sure. you got to give me a second. Here. I gotta go get. It. And if go we can, um, when when he comes back, right we're gonna when he comes back, we're gonna put up that image. And we're going to have Costos turn just to the right the way Baker did. I think they are a spitting image. And to your point, Ross, both short, mouthy dudes. Is it little man syndrome? Yeah, I think if you're a hothead that flies <laughs> off the handle, can't handle anything with poise or class or professionalism, generally comes off as a douchebag most of the time, evidently, that's what you look like. You look like... <laughs> Nick Costos and Baker Mayfield. That is evidently how how you look. That's really interesting. It's little man syndrome. It's uh, I'm the smallest, so I'll be the loudest. It's yeah. uh, my performance isn't up to snuff. So let me try to just drown well, you can't you say out that about me. I agree you. with everything you just said, by the way. Like I, I have little man syndrome. There's no doubt, but my performance is not so. Right. Okay, you have the headband. Well, I don't know where my black one is, but I got a red one here, so I'll put, I can okay. do this for you. Can you my turn to the? Can you turn slightly to the right? Yeah. And, and whatever, Jordan, yeah. if, if the millennials can, millennials yeah. put up that picture again. Now turn just like that. Turn a little slanted. Turn to the right. Turn to the right more. I turn yep. to my fucking right. My right or your right? My, this is my right. <laughs> your right, dude. Um, <laughs> yep. I think that's pretty solid. We got to get some eye black. And Nick Costos is Baker Mayfield. You, that, Nick, Nick Costos. That should be your costume tonight for You Better You Bet. You should be you should absolutely be Baker Mayfield tonight. No, I'm not, Please. I don't want to do costumes. Oh, man. Okay, there we go. We've got another. I oh hope you're all gosh, watching that is on radio.com. He's a handsome that dude. Is, damn, He's that is creepy. No, I'm better looking yeah. than he is. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, I don't. I'll I'll like play whatever games like we want to play on the show. He's not as good looking as I am. Sorry, that's just a fact. Yeah, Hold on. he's, he's bigger me. and he's yeah, got bigger, bigger eyes. Great. Yeah, I'm better looking than he is. Sorry. Okay. All right. That that is amazing. If you're not that for Halloween, I am pissed. I am disappointed. I do have to ask you about a couple of other point spreads. And look, I guess I'm in the minority, and I got this feeling when the Broncos were playing the Chiefs, and everyone was telling me my Broncos could win that game, and I wasn't buying it, including you and including uh, your boy Ross Tucker there. How in the world the, – the Ravens are going to get destroyed by the Patriots. Lamar Jackson is going to get owned by Bill Belichick and everyone in the media is saying the Ravens are going to beat the Patriots. They're going to get it done. That's spread right now. Three and a half. Tell me where I'm wrong. Um, well, look, the number's not where I want it to be. I'd like to be getting more points with the Ravens. I'll bet the Ravens. I don't think it's going to be one of my best bets. 
Um, cause I'd like to get like five idea, like, or like I, I more points than I'm getting with three and a half or three, but I mean, I, I, I'm going to bet on the Ravens on Sunday night. The Patriots run defense can be had. What, what are the Ravens going to do? They're going to run the football. Even if it's not with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram's going to be able to run the ball. Gus Edwards is going to be able to run the ball. I got a feeling Ross, maybe we talk about this on Sunday morning on the show. None you better, you bet. I think Justice Hill is going to be involved coming out of the bye week. Like he, the, the electric rookie running back out of Oklahoma State. This is just a hunch by me, but like they haven't used him a lot this year. I think now that we're in the second half of the year, I think we'll see Justice Hill a little bit on Sunday night for the Ravens, for the Ravens as well. And I think Hollywood Brown being there is going to make a huge difference, right? So you suck the Patriots defense in, and Hollywood Brown can beat them over the top. And what does Hollywood Brown have? Straight line speed to run by these guys. Now, I'm not insinuating the Ravens are going to annihilate them, but I think Baltimore is a tough matchup for the Patriots. And I think a lot of people have been looking for a spot to fade New England. This is it here. So, like, I'm not going to put a ton of money down on it, but I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to pick the Ravens to cover the spread. Mm. I'll have some of my own hard-earned money on the Ravens um, to cover on Sunday night. And uh, I just wish we were getting more points, but I do like the Ravens here. I think this is a good spot for Baltimore. Wow. I, I'm with him. I, I like the Ravens here as well. I don't love them because typically you bet against the Patriots, you lose. And mm -hmm. I understand where you're coming from, Dave, but the, the Patriots have some real issues right now, some real challenges on the offensive line at wide receiver. No I think it's a close game. I, I just think late in the game, Brady, I've got more faith in him to close out a, a win than I do Lamar Jackson at this stage of his career. Nick, what is your what is your best bet? Or give me I, one or two of your best bets. You know, you talked about like little man syndrome. You know, that's I would say is just one of the mental afflictions that that hits me. I'm not like a full-blown alcoholic like Dave. Maybe I should be though. Cuz I would say like my 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 other my other big one would I'm be hammered. masochism. And I and I and I respect that. And I'm kind of jealous actually. I'm a masochist. I kind of enjoy the pain. I enjoy the misery. I enjoyed last week betting on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How did Tampa not win that game last week? Like, not just because of the fumble that was blown, the fumble return touchdown blown dead, but they absolutely dominated the fucking game. You look at the box score. Like, it is a sin that the Buccaneers didn't win that game, mostly because I lost my bet, and that was bullshit. Jameis Winston turned the ball over about 500,000 times in that game, and they still should have won the game. And I'm going back to the well because I'm a masochist and I enjoy misery, and I'm going to take the Bucs this week in Seattle. I think Tampa Bay is going to win the game outright. Bucks are six, six and a half point dogs, so I got them with the points. I think Tampa's going to go into Seattle and win the game. The Seahawks are overrated. The Seahawks are fraudulent. They've been buoyed by their MVP quarterback, and it's not to disparage Russell Wilson, who's been absolutely magnificent. But this defense, this secondary for Seattle, this is not the Legion of Boom anymore. They can be had down the field. I think Mike Evans is going to have a big game. Chris Godwin's going to have a big game. I like the over in this spot. I think the Bucs are going to win the game, but if you want to be safe and take the points, I think Tampa absolutely falls inside that number. Too many points here. Give me Tampa getting the six, getting the six and a half on the road in Seattle. And again, like I said, I think the Bucs are going to win the game on the field on Sunday. All right, I got two more spreads I like. I want to get your thoughts. I like the Texans minus one and a half in London against the Jags. I think they beat up on Jacksonville. I also like the Colts minus one against a terrible Pittsburgh Steelers team. I know it's in Pittsburgh. I like the Colts there. What do you think of those hey, two? Hey, Dave, can I tell you something? Yeah. Uh, I can just tell from hearing you're terrible at this. You should probably stop talking. You're terrible. The, first of all, Costos is exactly right. The Bucs have a great chance to beat the Seahawks. They've lost two home games. The two home games the Seahawks won, they won by one point. Secondly, J.J. Watt's out. The Texans might be without their top three corners. The Texans have never played in London. The Jags play in London every year. You take the and Jags suck there and every the year. points, Dave Briggs. 
You yeah, take Jaguars Jaguar every and year. Points. And then the Colts Steelers, uh, that's a pass for me. I could go either way there, but I certainly no wouldn't feel as good about it as you do. I think your betting is terrible. I think we should do a segment called Briggs Bets so every one of our viewers and listeners can take the opposite of what you say. Cool. Let's, How are let's you start guys right doing? now. Let's How start are right you now. guys I'll take doing? The opposite of both the Dave's bets. I'll take yeah, the opposite of both. You, from the from you two douchebags. Hang on. From you two douchebags that sat on this program and told me that Denver's going to beat Kansas City straight up, and I told you you're both nuts. Let's just oh, wow. see on the We're record there. The best handicappers the best handicappers lose fucking 50% of the time, 45% of the time. We were wrong about one game, so we suck. And what are your numbers? And what are your numbers this year? I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm, fucking not, I'm, I'm, money. Up, double, I'm, up, I'm up double digit units. Thank you for asking. You don't even gamble, dude. You don't even gamble. You yes, just I predict. do. I'm up you double digit predict. units. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm up double digit units. And he's got, and and, he's got a big old and my best bets are, I think I'm 12 of 17 on best bets. I love that, by the way, people. What's your record? What's your record? How about this, motherfuckers? I'm a, I do fucking 900 hours of fucking media week where I give a million picks. Go fucking listen to the podcast. You can see who I fucking like. How about that? How about that? How about I had the fucking Nationals in the World Series? That ain't good enough because I took the Broncos on a Thursday night game. Wow, I was wrong. Guess what else I did? I took the Jets on Monday night against the Patriots. But how about this, motherfuckers? I had Kansas State on the money line last week against Oklahoma as a 23.5 point underdog. Suck it. Bravo. And I'll Bravo. take the Jaguars. And I'll take the Steelers on Sunday. And I'm going to win both of them. How about that? Hey, hey, okay. Dave. He did take Let's... last week on our show. He did have K-State to beat Oklahoma. That was very, very impressive. Oh, that's Very. that's outstanding. All right, so here's the deal, Costos. I've yes. got New England, I've got Indy, and I've got Houston. And what's the bet? You and me, like we don't need cash. We need, you know, are you a whiskey drinker? Are you a beer drinker? What's your what's your really, poison? I'm not really, not really much of a drinker, to be honest. Shit. What's your vice? Oh, we know that. <laughs> I, I can't send that in the mail. Uh, w what's the bet then? All right, you come on next time on this program. Ross and I get to pick what you wear, and yeah. and then I no, have to wear so your choice. And then, like, and then it like affects my life. Like I gotta go and get something. Like no, I'm not doing that. Unless it's something that's in my wardrobe. I'm not doing anything where I have to like go like and buy something. Like it's not happening. I got too much shit going on. Not happening. Sorry. So so we we can't bet. So you're not. So we gotta make a cash bet. Is that what we gotta we do? Make a, we, we make a bet of some kind. It's, yeah, but it just it just can't like affect my life in any way. Like I'm not like I don't I, I'm not like going to the mall to buy some stupid piece of clothing to wear. That's not happening. I got too much other shit going on. All right, we'll, we'll figure out something because you're no fun. Before you go, um, the you, I, I'm sorry that you're going to miss the lovely Julia Rose. I am going to do you a favor and ask her a question from you. Go ahead, ask her that question. We're gonna put that on tape and we're gonna ask her. What do you want to um, ask? Her? How crazy. It, it was Gio from Are You the One, the guy that was like stalking her on her season of Are You the One. And does Gio? he still like bother her? Yes. So here's the story for you guys from when she was on the show, Are You the One? Like, and it was hilarious. Like, she's obviously like, like ridiculously attractive, like, right? But like, she was on the show and it was like, she was like a really attractive girl on the show, but like, it wasn't like she's gonna be like this like unbelievable like Instagram star, like over like a million Instagram followers. So God bless her, like God bless the hustle because she absolutely crushed it. So on the season of Are You The One, she actually, and I think she's still with the guy. I'm not 100% sure about that, but there was a guy on, on the show who was like the underdog on the show, like to get her. 
and like ended up winning in the end because like he like really cared about her and like it was like a great like actual story how it turned out and there was this other dude who was so like obnoxious and aggressive and the whole like like season like there were like 20 people on the show but the, 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 that season was about her and it was predicated on is she gonna pick this guy like the douche or is she gonna go with the nice guy and she picked the nice guy in the end so what I want to know is how big of a of an aggressive how aggressive or douchey was that guy actually on the show and like did it continue so afterwards all right, the, the show's called what? Are You the One on MTV. Are you Great the show. One. Are, Hurry are You the One. That's I my advice. I like, was... I like reality dating shows. <laughs> we like rom-coms here, and you like reality dating shows. All right, well, that, that says a lot. Rom-coms and betting on the Texans in London. There you go. <laughs> Hugh Grant right, likes the uh, out... Hugh Grant's like the Texans also, and so is Meg Ryan. I thought we would. Uh, well, let's figure out the wager off-air. Appreciate you being with us, Costos. Good luck in the bets. Get a costume on, Baker Mayfield. All right? Please Please be Baker Mayfield tonight. Please be Baker Mayfield tonight. You already have it. You already have it. Just buy a a Browns Mayfield jersey. You're good. I don't like this line of questioning, so I'm going to leave. It's been good talking to you guys. Then then just wear eye black next week on Home and Home. We appreciate that, Baker. 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 This is my Baker Baker Mayfield Mayfield. impersonation. Jesus, what kind of question was that? And now I'm leaving. Bye. Baker Mayfield, ladies and gentlemen, the great Baker Mayfield joining us for the entire hour. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Baker Mayfield right here. All right, a lot to come on the show. We talked about the flasher from World Series Game 5. She'll be here at 10 o'clock. We'll also talk to Brad Evans, Yahoo Sports, all your fantasy tips, and we'll see what he makes of Costos wagers this coming weekend. Also, we'll go to D.C. for reaction from the legendary World Series win All road wins by the Nationals. We're back after a quick break here on Home and Home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.